Hello and welcome to the Edify Podcast. This is designed for you, preacher, teacher, shepherd, deacon of the kingdom of God, for your edification, for your uplifting, for your ministry. Maybe you use it, maybe you don't. Maybe you are an old faithful gospel preacher and uh, <laughs> you don't use it. Uh, PowerPoint keynote. I personally do not use PowerPoint um, because it's of the devil. I'll use Keynote because it's a Mac. Anyway, no jokes aside, whatever you use, um, PowerPoint, Keynote, whatever it is, use it wisely. Um, it can become a big distraction. Matthew six twenty six and 28, look at the birds of the air. Observe how the lilies of the field grow. I realize that some of you and I, maybe when we're teaching, when we're preaching, that showing people large, high-resolution color photographs of the Sea of Galilee, a map of Israel, ruins of theater in Ephesus, uh, maybe it's an archaeological discovery, or the interior of the Mamertine prison, would make much of a longer impression on the people um, than just talking about those things. Uh I started doing this uh, using PowerPoint Keynote probably, um, I don't know, maybe just images. I used images early on because I wanted, I didn't want to take away from, from the lesson. I didn't want people to look at the screen the entire time. And there's various different ways, lots of good, lots of bad, pluses and minuses when you're thinking about using all that. Um, and w But when we do start using it, we can immediately begin to receive positive feedback from people. I myself personally am a visual learner. I like to put my eyes on something. I, I like to, um, you know, if I if I have an object lesson, I, I love object lessons. I love using props or uh, nails or um, most recently I used a basin. I think I mentioned that on here uh, when I was preaching about service and washing feet. Um, didn't have anybody's stinky feet up there, which probably would have been great, but I did not. I just had a basin. I just kept pointing to the basin. Uh, I've used a sword. I've used a cup, uh, a chalice, if you will, one that I got out of the Alexander Campbell Mansion. No, I didn't steal it. I bought it out of the gift shop. Um, anyway, visual aids are, are tremendous. And, and it does appear that Jesus and other New Testament teachers and preachers knew the value of a visual aid. Uh, Jesus often said things like, look at the fig tree. Uh, observe how the lilies grow, like I mentioned earlier, Matthew 6, the birds and the, and the flowers. Um, James said, look at the ships, you know, uh, consider a rudder or consider what's inside a horse's mouth when he's saddled up. Uh, visual aids can help make a lesson easier to understand, very, very much so, uh, very much more memorable. Uh, as it is often said, a picture is worth a thousand words. And so knowing this, many preachers and teachers uh, today are taking advantage of PowerPoint, of Keynote, uh, of other presentation-style um, um, programs. Um, but I don't recommend that every one of us do this. You know, searching for photographs, building a slide presentation can really take up valuable time if you're not computer savvy, uh, which you probably are. But there may be some that aren't. There may be some that are listening to this uh, that, that aren't... Uh, Aren't too aren't too um, aesthetically pleasing. They don't they don't really know colors. They don't know graphs. You've seen it uh, a flyer that comes out and it's got about nine or ten different fonts on it, uh, and it's all jumbled up. Looks it doesn't make sense. It's not there's no design to it. It's not easy to read. It's just it's just thrown together. 
uh, somebody with a good heart, well intended to do that, but it can come across um, more of a deterrent more than anything. I have seen flyers that were amazing, and I, and I know people that have seen flyers before, and they said, I'm going to go just because the flyer looks good. You know, judge a book by the cover sort of thing. And I know that we should and shouldn't do that, but if there are people that are going to take time and effort into uh, the little details, the little things, the the little PowerPoint, the little uh, flyer, or whatever it is, uh, a card that you're going to pass out, something that, t- that that took time and effort and thought, uh, people can see that, people can respect it, but not everybody can do that. Not everybody is uh, is creative like that. And, and if you're not, don't worry about it at all. Somebody else is. Um, so so that's good. You know, as I said, searching for photographs can take up time. Uh, I go to unsplash.com. Uh, that's where I get all of my images for the most part. I have a little app called, um, it used to be Adobe Express, now it's called CC Express, and I do all my infographics all my slides you know that i put on social media for the church and instagram and all that sort of stuff and it's just easy i mean in five minutes i've got i've got whatever whatever i want uh but if you do decide to use visual aids let's let's talk about some important guidelines number numero a make sure people can read them uh and read your slides for the most part do not go below below 50 on the font if it's powerpoint and keynote uh, just just for the just for the sake, um, a very common mistake people use in, in PowerPoint and Keynote is putting too many words on a single slide. Not only do their slides end up looking too busy, the people in the back half of the room cannot read the small font. So use a large enough font, like I said, roughly 50. I don't go below 50. That's just me personally. Um, break up long sentences into two or three slides rather than squeezing the whole quote onto one slide. That's also good. But if it's a dark background, you got white letters and it's easily readable, sure, that's fine. But um, just make sure that people can read it um, and go through, you know, on Thursday or Friday, look at your PowerPoint and uh, flip through it and see if it's, if it's, if it's legible or not. Uh, B, next, number two, let the text on the slide breathe. You think, what, are you, what in the world are you talking about? Don't put words right up against the edge of the screen. Don't make it look like that you wear a size 58 jacket and you're somehow sliding into a size 50 that Sunday. Do yourself a favor. Don't do that. There's a reason why every publisher in the world leaves a blank margin around the text in the books that they publish. Follow their lead. Give a nice, even margin of of breathing space around your words. Um... If you don't do this, your slides are going to look too busy. You're flirting with a disaster. Your word might be cut off, and it just looks sloppy. Uh, C, next, don't get so creative that the slide becomes distracting. There are some people that can be so, the slide is just so wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, kind of explosion going on that it just takes away from what it is that you're preaching, and their mind goes away from Jesus and on to your creative nature. So don't don't put a scripture or an important point on a slide that has something moving around or swirling about, you know, waves rolling up the seashore, planets spinning around the heavens, whatever. People will watch the moving part of the slide rather than the than read the text that you have there. And they'll start wondering, oh, I wonder what beach is that, or what planet is that, or, rather than pondering what the Scripture actually has to say. So let's go with D, number four. Put words on top of a plain background. Placing your text over a photograph of trees, clouds, buildings, etc., can make your text hard to read. 
if it's darkened up enough, if you've got a bright f font that that just over overpowers the picture, sure, that's fine. <clears throat> but check your favorite magazine. You're going to notice that um, for the most part, the the good graphic and the good graphic artist who designed that will always try to put the text over a part of the photograph that is very plain. Uh, glass lake, clear sky, those sorts of things. If your if your photographer <laughs> doesn't have a plain area to do this, crop the photo, put your text against the plain background on the side. There's so many different ways that you can do this. Becoming tech savvy. If you're fellas, if you're listening to this and you're not, or if you're a female and you're a teacher and you're listening to this, um, go YouTube and Google how to do that. Number E X or next is uh, don't use colors that clash. I've seen some presentations where the speaker used yellow and red fonts, listen to me, on the same slide. Now, I'm no Martha Stewart, but I don't think these are good colors to use, especially on the same slide. What, what book, magazine have you read that uses red or yellow fonts? Exactly. So, as a general rule, don't use more than two different fonts in a presentation. Stick to white, stick to black, stick to something that is aesthetically pleasing. There's a reason why publishers stick to these colors and they stick to that coordination. They're easier to read on the eyes. F, use high-quality images. People today are used to great graphics on their high-def televisions, computers, and tablets. They should not walk into the universe, the, the, the universal church today, the bride of Christ, no matter where they are, and walk into the stone age concerning technology. Often it's the case is because we're tightwads and we don't know how to give to the Lord. Oof, sidebar. We'll come back to that. But in all reality, we should be spending money where it should be spent. People care about these things. If you're, if you're trying to uh, go and reach the lost, don't go with them with a track that's burnt orange that smells like mold that you got out of your granny's closet. Uh, let's, let's have some, uh, some structure. If it wasn't church-related, we, we would absolutely spend money on business cards and, and graphics that would, that would uh, be aesthetically pleasing. We would pay somebody to do that. Why do we not do that in the kingdom of Jesus? I have no idea. We try to put stuff out there that's cheap, put stuff out there that will, quote, just get the job done, slap the Lord's name on the side of a project that we've hardly attended to that's old and moldy, and expect God to be pleased and honored with what we're doing and expect the world just to come in and be baptized by the droves. Anyway... So you see how I feel, and it's um, it's common. As somebody who is 36 years old this coming June, um, it's it's we should be beyond that. We should be beyond that. Our, our graphics should not suffer. We look pitiful. We look pitiful to the world when the rest of the world um, has a grip on these things. We need to get a grip on these things too. Use high-quality images. You think that matters? I mean, if, if you were at your workplace, would it matter? Yeah. It's the first thing you're going to pick out. And you're going to think that somebody who's not a Christian should come in and say, oh, let's just overlook the ugliness of this picture or, or, the, or the cheap fade of this picture. No, no, they're not, they're not spiritually wise. They're not spiritually mature. They, they, they think, well, these people don't know how to do this. Or they think, well, these people don't care enough to get resolution pictures. That matters to people that are in this world. Details matter. So, so let's, let's focus on that. They're used to great graphics. Let's give them great graphics. Um, so don't ever use low quality, blurry, pixelated images in your presentation. There's no need to. You can find free, 
high-res public domain photographs. Let me give you a few. Freeimages.com. Okay, that's... <laughs> That's, that's easy to remember. Freeimages.com. The next one, wikimedia.org. Like Wikipedia, but W-I-K-I-M-E-D-I-A, wikimedia.org. For a few dollars, you can find excellent photographs of Israel, archaeological sites, open Bibles, people, etc. at dreamstime.com. That's dream, dreams with an S, time.com. And depositphotos.com. BiblePlaces.com, and of course, iStock.com, which is the letter I, and then S-T-O-C-K.com. want to give you those. There's no reason that we should be slack concerning design. Go and give somebody 20 bucks to help you do it. So, next, G, whenever possible, avoid stretching out an image in a way that the original proportions are skewed. Many a, pres- a presenter and presenter has, has thought... This photograph is too narrow. I'll just stretch it out a bit. There we go. I want to encourage you <laughs> to avoid doing this if it makes the photograph look awkward, if the nose is is the person has now become some sort of alien-looking creature. Uh, it's almost the case with every picture of people that they begin to stretch it out and they begin to look wide-faced or that they have fetal alcohol syndrome. Bless their hearts. So don't don't do that. Don't be about that. So I just wanted to touch base on that. Here it is Wednesday. Maybe you, your your PowerPoint is not finished. And so um, uh, I want to give you some heads up. Keynote, PowerPoint, whatever you use. Um, focus on it. Details, little things. Don't don't be sloppy. Uh, have Ask for some help. We're not too proud. Um, so uh, anyway, focusing in on that. I know it's Wednesday. We'll le- release another one tomorrow, which is Thursday. So there'll be three this week. God bless you in your preaching and your teaching of his word, especially in regards to using technology.